What's up everybody? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, or whatever day it is, wherever you're watching us around the world. If you're returning, you know the show's name. If you're brand new, this is Everything Paranormal Podcast Show 2021. I'm your host, Paramike, that lovely gothic right there. She is the movie critic. She don't give a shit. She will trash any type of stuff that comes out that she likes. And that is Paralore. Hello. <laughs> Hopefully today we're coming in a little bit better than we did the last time on episode 42, which we have not gone over yet because Paralore got sick that night. About 12 hours later, I got sick for about two, maybe three days tops, and I couldn't get anything done. But we will have a chance to go over episode 42 for the next podcast show, which would be 44. 43 might be on 45, but who knows? We would have to see how it runs. <laughs> um, Paralore has got some more stuff to talk about of herbs in the spiritual realm, I want to say? Or is that not correct? Yeah, either way. Okay. Um, I have a few things that I have here that I haven't uh, read yet. And it happens to be about the new movie coming out next month. And I have a, quite a few, and one of them is... Kind of disturbing. Mm. Uh, one of the stories for Ghostbusters Afterlife next month mm. uh, said that Bill Murray yeah. actually strapped on a proton pack in the movie. And I'm like, uh, what? It's like, I haven't seen that one yet. And then late last night, I saw something about Ernie Hutchins talking about making Ghostbusters 4. And I'm like, wait a second, Afterlife is just coming out next month, and now Ernie Hutchins is talking about Ghostbusters 4? Well, That's something to look into. Well, technically, um, Ghostbusters 3 was supposed to have came out last year. Right. But it got postponed. Right. That's why. Yeah, but he's talking about Ghostbusters 4. And I'm like, wait a second. We have Ghostbusters 1. Yeah. Ghostbusters 2. The gayest reboot ever. That failed miserably. Dan Aykroyd talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. And now Ernie Hutchins is talking about Ghostbusters 4. Where's, where's 3? Where's GB3? <laughs> um, hello? Are they, like, moving faster than what they're supposed to do? Because it doesn't make any sense. Well... Why have Ghostbusters 1, 2, jump to 4, but where's 3? It's because the way Ernie Hudson probably said it, um, due to the fact 
Freed was postponed to right. come out, they probably had to push back, push ahead. Mm, I, could, I mean, if there is a fourth, if there is a fourth, then the, um, they may be starting to um, look into casting or something. Yeah, that, that can make sense. But still, it, it partially it makes sense, but in other in other terms, it really doesn't make sense to me. I mean, you've got GB1, GB2, GB4 talking about it already, but no GB3. Yeah. And then you have the, the dumbest reboot ever, which in a way, is, I kind of like the way the ghost looked. Yeah. In most of the movie. But then, okay, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I can understand that. Is that actually three? Don't know. But before I even talk about Ernie Hudson's Ghostbusters 4, I still have to do a lot of research on it. Yeah. And see exactly why. Mm. Then I can talk about it after. Do you have your phone on you? No, I don't. Oh, it's, uh... it's still in the other room. Oh, because your brother-in-law um, asked me earlier for you to have your phone with you. I don't know. I can go get it if you want to stop with the herbs, and I can talk about the, my stories a little bit later in the show. Yeah. Okay. Um, first, um, first things first, um, a couple of my friends... Um, did ask me what the fuck happened Sunday with me and to be honest I have no idea all I know is something started hitting me um and it seemed like it was a migraine but it didn't feel it feel like one I'm prone to migraines. But this didn't feel like one. Um, whatever it was, it just really threw me off. Um, and Gloria told our moderator, Gloria told Paramike that uh, that she said that my face shifted? Yes. Um, I mean, she also said she didn't see anything, but um, with me being um, an empath, where I can uh, see things that the common eye isn't going to see, Especially, um, um, trying to think, um, the other part with it as an empath, hey Gloria. Hey, how you feeling from your surgery? Probably like shit. Probably. Surprised she's, uh, she's here. <laughs> Well, I saw that uh, 
that post she did was like six days ago. So, hmm. um, the other half of me as an empath who can feel energy, not just from the living, but from the dead. I was feeling energy around me and behind me. So, most people, they're not going to see it. Because they're not, their eyes aren't tuned right, tuned into it. That's good. It's <laughs> funny. Um, stayed in bed um, Sunday. All Sunday, I had to stay in bed. Um, didn't have the migraine or what? could be considered a migraine, but you could ask Paramike, my equilibrium was way off. Sure was. I even freaking fell once or twice, because everything was spinning. Um, which did worry my brother, um, due to the fact he knows I'm like one of the strongest people he knows, and for something like that, there's something off. Mm-hmm. And he he doesn't get mad, but he gets irritated in a good way. Because when something's off or not right, and he asks me if I'm okay, I actually say the words, I'm fine! Really? <laughs> he hates that. Because <laughs> he can't get a read on it at first. Then it, then it kicks into him. Um, he was off Tuesday for Mark, um, and he tried to get Paramike to do, like, a special live so he could try to, like, pop in so he can actually look at me, <laughs> but he ends up getting hit Monday night after they talked. Um, late Monday afternoon or something. No, it was it was uh, Monday night. It was Monday night. Monday okay. night, right when uh, we were just going to bed. It's when I got hit with like five different pains in my stomach, and I don't think I actually slept for like two straight days. No, that I haven't slept in that time frame either. The third day, I thought I was good. thought I was a little bit better. Sat in the editor's uh, office of the podcast studio here. Try to do a little work. Try to finish up a project that I was going to add to our website. I couldn't even last five minutes sitting down and just typing. Mm. I was running to that door over to there and just losing it. I said, that's it. I'm going back to bed because all day Tuesday I stayed in bed. Yep. Wednesday I tried. Couldn't do it. I stayed in bed all Wednesday. Thursday morning I got up early. Did did um my project for the website. Then got dressed, 
Ran back to that doorway over there. <laughs> Thought I was done. Nope. I still had a little bit to flush out. Went food shopping. Came back. It was still it was like over last week. No. <sighs> no, it was a few. It was this week. Oh. Get home. Put all the groceries into our kitchen. Mm-hmm. Right back to that door. Lost it again. I was like, well, I guess I'm not fully finished. Yesterday, I felt maybe 56, 57% better. Yeah. Did some more work right here and actually got it all up. Adding a new page to our site mm -hmm. with former stories we did way back in 2019 yeah. and 2020. So they're all up on a website. And due to the fact that I have a bunch more here in our email account, which will be up on the website as soon as I can figure out a new way of doing it. And all day Friday, I was working on other projects that I have mentioned before. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to start a second channel to where people can see what I do in, behind the scenes on a daily basis. And f most of Friday, my computer started going stupid. <laughs> And I thought it was like, oh, great. First, I'm down Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Thursday, I tried. Friday, I was much better. And the computer was stupid. It had updates left and right. Certain programs also had updates. And one of the programs I use to create like the intros for our show and the outros for our show and I have to use another program to try to get rid of one part and which you could which you guys see on the opening intro where it says uh, Fillmore Wondershare create with a free plan mm. um, now I can actually record myself and what's on the computer screen to show what, what I do behind the scenes and everything. Other stuff might be done by my cell phone, might be done by a video camera that, that has a scan disk card in it. Then I would have to download it to the computer and put it all together and get it up on my new channel. Yeah. Um... So probably as soon as I get it fully, fully perfect, um, the next podcast show we do, I will have that link in the description for that second channel, which is going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Outside of that, when I mentioned it before, working on that project and trying to figure different things out. Yeah. Um, and when I uploaded the audio file from those podcast shows to our audio podcast sites, I've had questions from people that listen to Anchor, mm -hmm. um, Spotify, Podbay.fm, 
asking me, will I be able to put the link in the descriptions of the audio files? Yes, I will. Then they ask, is Paralord also going to be on this channel? <laughs> I told them, I don't know. I don't think she would want to try to be behind the scenes with me on what I do and what she helps me with. I don't know. Then another one asked, well, previously in older episodes that were not like what we are today, yeah. now, just, you know, a big pile of tiles going through the whole screen and just us talking in the background when nobody could see us. They said, well, Parallel was talking about these storage auction buyings. Yeah. That's is, for a while. Yeah. They asked me, is something like that going to be on your second channel or are you going to have to change your second channel to something different for that? That's a good, good question. I don't know. <laughs> I talked to her about this, what was it, last night or the night before? It was last night. Last night. She's undecided, but then she said, well, we want. I want to have it on this channel instead. I was like, well, that sounds kind of good, but that's not going to be good. Just due to the fact that Paralore came up with an awesome name <laughs> for storage buying and I'm like thinking it's like well wait a second this is EPPS 2021 podcast yeah and we just do podcasts talk about certain things we find on the internet show some pictures have people maybe read the story with us but I don't know how that would work in this section well I mean, by now, people know, um, or have seen YouTube channels of people doing that. Yeah, they usually have, As like, a, a second, movie. third, or fourth channel for something like that. Um, one of them, which we watch, that's out in the West Coast, um, that... We try to stay on top of his videos, but our shit's been so fucking out of, out of bounds, mm. more or less. Uh, haven't had a chance to go through them. Mm. He, in one of his earlier, earlier videos, I mean, he doesn't cuss anymore, which is odd. I see why he doesn't, because he actually has kids watching his stuff. Yeah. Before he said he stopped allowing cussing on his channel, he would do it. Right. On one of his uh, live unboxing, he was asked um, if you know if he's worried about. Bringing something home that has an attachment. 
And he said, you know what, in the storage business, uh, he's not trying to be like, oh, look, look at the good shit. It's shit, bad, shit, worse, bad, to holy shit. Right, right. Holy shit, this is good shit. <laughs> uh, he's actually said people who raked out storage units or what have you some not all of them but some units have remains as in ashes right we've seen plenty of that which I, I'm going on a limb here Pardon the pun. Any family member who has remains to go and put them in a storage unit with their shit and just say, I'm done with it, should be should get the shit kicked out of them. Because that's disrespectful. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. Um, another example... Zach Beggins, um, when he was helping a friend of his, that which he filmed on one of his episodes about his friend's mother, and towards the end of the episode, he's asking, what do you want to do with your mother's remains? Just because... The place gets cleared as long as the remains are with you, are in, are with you. That's just going to keep going. Right. And Zach said, "I don't want to rent a storage unit and put it in there because that's disrespectful." Regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess depending on what state you're in, when you do that. I don't know what the limitations are for uh, properly um, properly dealing with that. If you know the shit's not your relative, mm. but you have someone else's and they don't want it. Mm. I don't know what that mean. What limitations you have to go through for that. Probably pay a fee or something. I don't know. Um, but to people that emailed Paramike about that me doing that still, let me explain it this way. I've said it in a few past episodes recently. For two fucking years, I have to put money aside every month, get a new place, buy where my brother lives. He's not taking no for an answer on that one. Um, trust me, you don't want to tell my brother no. Um, no. <laughs> you could deal with him on that. No. Um, <laughs> So, that's got to get put on hold a lot longer. And with all the shit I've been dealing with in the past month, two months now, 
Um, I know I have to make a change on something, because obviously the living situation medically is not doing shit for neither me or Paramike. People we've dealt with recently with the medical field are actually from our hometown. And unfortunately, the fucking bitch who prescribes my meds that I see where I, where I, go, I go for therapy is from there. And somehow she knows my fucking background. Which was actually kind of funny. Mike's cussed her out. Paramike's cussed her out over the phone. Numerous times. He meets her in person. Last month. And she's trying to say. Oh no. We don't have an appointment. When. We did have one. Because. Paramike was in the room. And she said okay. Uh, September this September on this day. That was here on the phone. We we actually went down there because you supposedly had an appointment. Yeah. I had my doctor's appointment where I got finally got a chance to meet my my new med doctor. Mm-hmm. Not over the phone this time, but at least in person. And she was told that no, you don't have an appointment set up for this date. Mm-hmm. How does she not have an appointment set up for this date when yet it was made over the damn phone? And you heard her. Somehow you heard it the fucking date. wasn't there. I was like, okay. Didn't get a chance to meet this bitch. Oh. But maybe next time I will get to meet this bitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. And this bitch don't like me. Um. I didn't argue with the receptionist because we knew her. And I said, is she in the office now? She's yeah. like, yeah, but she, but she's saying she doesn't have an appointment with you. Bring her superficial fucking ass out here. Never happened. No. She called the front desk instead. Yeah. Because she knew she fucked up. <laughs> and... Um, she called the front desk, cussed her out over the phone. I said, listen, the past several fucking months, my doctor, my primary doctor, has been telling me to get on your ass to change something in my meds, because something is not working. It's making me fucking worse. He doesn't know which one it is. Out of her mouth, oh, you're, you're oh, your meds are fine. And Paramike picked up the receptionist phone and goes, get your superficial cut of an ass out here right now. The funny part was I said I'm right in front of her supervisor who was behind us. <laughs> As the supervisor's about to walk out the door, he's like, turn around, excuse me? Yeah, you heard me, asshole. And, um, the receptionist, she knew, um, how my bipolar one, 
and two get me at times. And she knew it's getting close to that year. And your temper. Yeah. And she, And before the one that we know yeah, became Kayla. a receptionist at this place. Yeah. She was originally a med doctor. Okay. And it would travel to clients' homes and help them with their meds and make sure that they take them on time. Mm-hmm. And come up with different systems to where you can actually remember untaking them. Yeah. She was cool. But she knows Paralore here over here, her temper, bipolar 1 and bipolar 2, and knows how to calm her down. She could not calm me down. She's just like, well, I tried to calm her down, so I'm backing off. <laughs> sit, sit back in this receptionist chair and just watch and drink my soda. Well, not only that, she's a believer with the paranormal and what I wear. She noticed my eyes twitch, but they didn't go dark. No. They turned to a grayish blue. Yep. And she said, um... I'm going to have a break. I don't smoke, but I think I'm going to start. No. <laughs> no, she just went back in into the little receptionist <laughs> cubbyhole, sat down in the receptionist chair, just laid back, grabbed a big-ass cup of liquid, and she's like, I'm just going to sit back and watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cussing her out, um... And I went, listen, I know where your fucking office is. I will walk back there and whoop your blonde, superficial ass up and down the hallway. Mm hmm. Supervisor said, stay right here, we'll be right back. They both walk back to her office, they see it, ding, right there. Oh, here's another thing. She forgot to call and say, we had to cancel this appointment because she was booked that day. Which was her fault because she had you down and then next to it, cancelled. Supervisor comes back out, she stayed back. Supervisor says, Your appointment was cancelled. There was supposed to be a phone call. You never got one. I humbly apologize. Still cussing the bitch out over the phone. The receptionist goes, Um, sweetie, can I get the phone back before you break it? The phone had fingerprints in the damn, <laughs> the damn receiver. It was like, wow. She, she took the thing before she could hang up the phone on her. Because she's trying to, now she's trying to yell back at me. She The receptionist, who has the same name as I do, same spelling too, um, starts yelling at her, going... How long have you been a med doctor here? Hmm. She's like, really not that long. That's exactly what I said. Not long enough. She had Maureen, but I got... She was uh, given to me as a patient because I guess Marlene was getting too many patients that have worse conditions, supposedly. I went... And Paramike, he's heard me eat him, 
and my brother heard, would hear like a specific type of laugh that comes out of my mouth, and that's in going to beating your ass. And I made that laugh. And he goes, um, okay, we're going to get you cigarettes right now. I don't have, we don't have the money to, re uh, repair anything. And, um, he's getting me out. The receptionist's about to hang up on her. And Paramike, who's never used the word, used a certain C word before, ever, my brother's always used it. He goes, you know something? I may not have met you yet, but you're not going to like me. Stuck up cunt. <laughs> and I walk out, look at Paramike. I go, did my brother channel through you or something? I don't know. He goes, which one? Well, obviously not the one that's six feet under. He's always used the word cunt. Or, as he puts it, pronouncing it, cunt. He's like, I don't know. Maybe. He does know how to do that. Not when he's at work. Yeah, he must be, he must be at work right now still. That or he's at home eating. Because he was on. Uh, hold on. He was on 16 minutes ago, but I text, I sent the message saying, "Got my phone now, bro. It's 6:06, and he hasn't responded." Hang on. Okay. Oh. So he may be busy. I don't know. I don't know. He could be. A, could be relaxing at home. I have no idea. Hmm. Um. So fast forward. After I started feeling better, um, not Monday night, on uh, Monday night, and Paramike ends up getting sick, he had um, two hamburgers that night, and something else with it, and um, I told him prior to that, cook it all the way through, he didn't listen to me. No, that was Thursday night. Monday night, uh... What did I have? Oh, I had a, the big can of, uh... Raviolis. Well, yeah. The raviolis, I told you, would heat it up a little bit to room temperature. You don't listen to me. Um... Felt... I ate it out of the can. I felt a lot... A lot better Tuesday, but I stayed up Monday night to keep an eye on Paramike. Timed about him getting up almost every hour. Not even. Like every five seconds. I lost count. <coughs> uh, go out this past Tuesday. Had a bit of a walk. When I go out for walks, it's usually every other day. That's basically my exercise routine. I can't do anything really physical. Unless I have to. Um, 
I've run into my cousin who lives down here. I have three cousins that live down here. That are cops. One of them, one cousin, uh, he's been to so many different police departments in certain states so he can know the laws and so so forth. First met, uh, met my cousin, Charlie Jr., because that's really his name, Charlie Jr. Um, he pulls me up, uh, he's, funny thing, he's at the gas station, which is somewhere around the corner for me, filling up his squad car. I have my headset on, and I'm out walking, and even though I'm out by myself, whether I have an appointment to go to, or if I go out for my walks, I always have my music going, um, but I'm always vigilant, so I know shit going on ar around me, even though I don't look like I know. Um, he pulls me over to him, I walk over, and put my headset down. I go, what are you doing at work at, well, like, 3.30? He goes, oh, I have to do, pull, I have to do pull shifts today. Two shifts today. His first shift was, um, I believe, like, 5.30 in the morning to 3.30, which is first shift for cops. The second shift, he had to go from 4 all the way to 3 in the morning. He was supposed to have done 5 at night to 3, but someone had called out sick. I went, don't they, um, I go, oh, okay, I get why you're filling up your car. And, um, and he starts telling me, like, he's being nonchalantly, but he's being serious. He goes, I know you go out every other day or so for uh, your walks, but be careful. I went, um, Charlie, due to the fact that I always called him Char-Char, uh... I go, I'm always careful when I'm out here. Uh, sometimes I might maybe trip on a freaking piece of the sidewalk, but this, what can I say? The city is stupid. And um, he's like, yeah, no, I mean, you need to really be careful. I went, okay, what's going on? And he asked if I've noticed any, like, missing, uh, like, posters up, like, missing people or something. I went, yeah, I have, but usually with stuff like that, it's like teenage runaways. 
he goes, no, 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 no. The posters, he goes, are you seeing women or are you seeing men? Women? Teenagers? It's what they look like. He goes, no, they're not teenagers. They're between the ages of 21 and early 40s. Okay. What the fuck does that have to do with me? He goes, um, well, um, we have reports. Um, she, he actually mentioned that those are actually abductions. Charlie, I'm not stupid. Normally, when I say Charlie instead of his nickname, he knows I'm serious. I went, Charlie, let me explain something to you. I'm not stupid. I know what an abduction is. And, um, he goes, well, that's actually been going on down, uh, down here for a while. For how long? He goes, it happens on and off, but lately it's been almost constant for the past three months. Okay. Um, I go, what proves that he goes, well, the abductions are actually sex trafficking. It may be a small town, but it ain't, uh, maybe it's not a small town, but some people, it's small enough for that shit to blend in people that do that. I went, oh really? Uh, you got proof of that? Not saying that's false or anything. He's like, yeah. One of the abductees actually slammed into my car, into my squad car, actually getting away from him. I went, okay. He goes, one, she was not in good shape, um, dehydrated, uh, hasn't eaten anything or given anything for, like, food, water, whatever. Is it okay? Physically assaulted, and I know Richie hates, it, hates hearing stuff like this, sexually assaulted and raped multiple times, and she had bruises on her neck. Okay. What type? More like she was choked out many times. By hands. I went, okay. So, he goes, she's the one that told us this. I go, where is she now? Still in the hospital. Oh. Um. I mean, she's not in the hospital still from that. Um. Basically, the trauma that she's been dealing with since then. Which, understandable. I went. Uh huh. How old was she? 
Let me explain it this way. She was your age. So she was 40 years old. She goes, she was 40, she's 40, 40 years old, but she looks like she's in her late 20s, early 30s, like you do. Okay, what's the hair type? He's like, almost strawberry blondish, but it looked like her hair was forcefully dyed to look lighter, to look blonde, almost. I went, oh, okay. Thanks for the info. And before I uh, continue my walk, I went, by the way, so I, did you tell my brother any of this? No. I'm afraid to. I go, Charlie, no offense, for being on the force for 15 years, and you're a cop, you're still a pussy. He goes, no, your brother freaks me out when he gets that way. It's a gift, as he puts it. He drives off. That's debatable. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of pictures up of Females, dogs, and cats. But never any males. I know. And it's like, this is a strange twist. <laughs> All the way back in the day, you used to see a female, male, dog, cat, fucking horse, and elephant. And I was like, what the fuck? How the hell is a fucking elephant go, going disappeared? <laughs> the damn thing's huger than anything, and you, you can't find a fucking elephant? Runs away from a circus. I don't know. Um, so, I keep going on my walk, and even though I got my headset on, and being vigilant, as usual, I start feeling the odd energy, not like hit me, but it wasn't good, I can say that. I've walked by, which, it's a Pontiac. Four-door Pontiac looked like a shitty reddish maroon. If you want to call it that for a freaking color. Beat to hell. With a 40-some-odd, uh, like, mid-to-late-40s white dude. I don't know if that intended anything, but that's the energy I got. Um, didn't go anywhere Wednesday. Thursday, um, went food shopping, like Pierre Mike said. A little late, though. A little late. He <laughs> asked me, why did you wait? So have you... Sleep so long. Sleep so long. I woke up at like almost 2 o'clock. I, I woke up almost near 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You were sick for three days. I wanted you to rest. And, uh, we get what we get, what we needed, waiting for a bus. Then I started feeling this weird fucking energy hit again. And I tried to ignore it, 
but the energy was more towards me. And Paramite, he didn't get irritated, but he kind of noticed that I was looking around. He's like, what? I don't know yet. We were um, on the bus at that point. No, I, I was feeling something saying what we were waiting for the bus, but I didn't know what direction it came from. Until we saw the bee. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you! We're, we're out of here. Didn't have anything to do with the bee, dear. Um, no, when, when you felt that, there was a freaking bee like right there, and, I, and we both saw it, like, Nyeow! we ran away from the damn cart and the food. No, not only that. They had to take this hat right here and beat the shit out of the bee. And, away from um, our food. I know, but um, the energy, the odd energy that I felt of eyes on me got a little bit stronger, but I still didn't know what direction. Um, get on the bus, and within like maybe three, four minutes, I started feeling like dizzy blackout spells. Was able to try to fight that off, but trust me, that ain't easy. Get out the bus, it kind of dissipated a little bit. Get back on the bus to get on a, another bus to get to a street. And it came back a bit harder. I didn't think we were going to catch another bus. Due to the fact of the timing. Because the buses down here stop at 6.15. I didn't um, think we were going to make another bus. He... We get off at the end of our street. And... It kept uh, getting stronger, the, the dizzy blackouts. And when I get to the bottom stairs, we have to go th through one door just to get up to our apartment. It wasn't like, a, like something physically hitting you. It was something different. But physically, I felt it. And I'm sit standing there, trying to freaking catch my breath. Pyramid opens the door and says, let's go. I went, can I stop for a couple minutes? I want to get this shit inside. I went, and I thought, I go, okay, for someone who is sick for the three days, you're fine. Fortunately, my stomach decided to... Itself. That's why I told her, go on, get upstairs. Well, you didn't tell me that. I, I figured you would know. I figured you would know when I no. said, get upstairs. Uh, well, when you looked at me for the, for like a couple of seconds, usually you could read my eyes. When I say, I need to take a, uh, wait a couple minutes. Wait a minute. Get everything up here in the kitchen. And Pyramide he's t uh, uses the bathroom, comes back. Well, I didn't see you run. Because you weren't looking at me. Oh, shit, because I you was were, trying... You were in the other room already. No, I was still in the kitchen. And... Bless you. Um, he comes out of the bathroom a couple minutes later. He goes, why aren't you putting shit away yet? 
because I'm having a fucking dizzy blackout. Been trying to control it for the past 20 minutes. Why the fuck didn't you tell me? Because you didn't give me a chance to. That's what you've been doing for a fucking year. Oh. He goes, get some water, go sit down. Which I did. Um. Rich is probably going to want to kill me. Um, I didn't tell him any of that. I just said, hey, I'm home. We're fine. Um, go out. Paramike makes hamburgers that night. We had good bur burger buns. And I told him, cook it all the way through. He didn't listen to me. Then, about 15 minutes later, goes into the bathroom, doesn't come out for another 20 minutes. He goes, I thought I was over it. It's because I told you to cook them all the way through. You still don't fucking listen. I cooked hers all the way through. Mine, I like, kind of done on the outside, but still rare on the inside. That's no, the only mine was red. Mine was still pink. It don't wasn't how it through. was brown all the way through. I don't know either. But Think I'll do you it again. mistake yours for mine. No. Because I cooked yours first and then I did mine. Yeah, and I told you, does that look through all the way through to you? No. It was when I cut into it. But you may be of one part but not all the way. Maybe I have to reduce the pan. Or the skillet, sorry. Probably. Um cook one burger at a time. Get up yesterday. Um, I was fine, but I kind of felt a little bit out of it. Um, not medically or anything, just one of those days for me. Um, he um, he kind of noticed I was a little bit off. Um, because he, uh, he woke up a few bit, uh, for, usually when he has, when he gets up, it takes him a couple hours with two cups of coffee to wake his ass up. Not even about an hour and a half, he comes out to me, I'm listening to, like, old episodes of Love Line from Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla, and he goes... You feeling alright? Yeah. I just was sitting here for a few hours uh, listening to Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla and doing a puzzle. Doing my filling puzzle book. And taking breaks to have a cigarette and still keep listening. Why? He's like, well, your brother messaged me um, saying that he felt something really off with you. More like, uh, more like he was on defense. I went, well, I don't know. You know he gets that way. Um, I mean, he hasn't said anything to me. And too, it's Friday. He's working. 
Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, his workload's full. And, um, I go out Friday afternoon, take my walk. When I go out on my walks, it usually takes me like an hour and a half if I'm speed walking and I don't stop. Two hours, close to two and a half, if I take my time walking and I stop or something. Get about halfway, which is uh, by the hospital bias. There's like a few steps, so I sit on one. Light a cigarette. Still listen to my headset. And I got that odd feeling again, which, trust me, my eyes were looking at every fucking vehicle. Car, truck van, hatchback, whatever have you, I was looking at it, eyeing it, especially people walking by, and feeling kept getting a bit stronger, and then I see the same Pontiac, same dude, white dude, and I like, I could tell he noticed I was looking at him, because I could feel him looking at me. I like narrowed my eyes. Normally, if I narrow my eyes, one or two things: one, stay the fuck away from me, or two, come near me, I'll kill you. Wait, say hi. Um, there's the littlest. Uh, say hi. One. Say hi, everybody. My name is Monkey. <laughs> um, he. See, see, uh, see, 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 the dude see, 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 right who knew <laughs> I could tell he up uh, he was look who I could tell from the energy I was getting from him. He knew I was looking at him because I could feel your butt. Huh? Monkey was trying to show his butt. Patches. Nobody wants to see your butt. Get off the get off the desk. He knows better. Um, and the guy who I locked eyes with, you could tell I was giving him the what's called um, the evil eye. He honked at me like he knew me and just kind of smiled at me. Trust me, I could tell the smile wasn't wasn't genuine. I yelled at him, like fired at him, uh, which I've said these words, fuck off twat waffle. He heard me. He did try to stop to turn around, but there was a cop car that was driving uh, in the opposite direction where I was, pulls him over. Illegal turn. Not illegal turn on a one-way street. Illegal turn 
illegal turn in the middle of a track into. It's because you keep letting him do that. He thinks it's okay. Um, my cousin pulled him over for an illegal turn in an intersection. And, which I thought was funny. I start walking. My cousin stops. He's like, you okay? I went, yeah, I'm fine. Uh, fucking dude was looking at me weird. I hate that. He's like, um... I go, is that one of the cars or the main car, um... That is a suspectable. Suspectable. He goes, it is, but unfortunately, I can't search it. What the fuck you mean you can't search it? He goes, um, remember, we have to be given the okay to search vehicles. If we're not given the okay, we can't legally search it. And at this time of day, you ain't getting no court order to legally search a car in the middle of the freaking road. But, yeah, yeah, that's true. And I go, now you see why I don't like legal shit. I know stuff, but I don't like it. It's more crooked than what people call what people consider my dad as. He's like, yeah, I know. Um, get home. Check in with my brother. I have to. Um, especially if I have to go out somewhere. Or if I go out, I have to let him know I got home fine. If not, and he doesn't hear from me within, say, like, two days, I get drilled, and it's not what people may think. It's in a different way. Um, today, I wake up, uh, oddly, yes, last night I went to bed a little bit earlier than I normally do, took my meds, um, we didn't want to take them, because they weren't doing shit anymore. Uh, or one of them's making me worse, whatever which one it is. And Pierre Mike said, um, you planning on drinking tomorrow night? Tonight. Yeah. Take your pills. We don't know which one of them's getting, making shit worse. Just take them. Or I get on the horn and let somebody else know. Out of my mouth, what the fuck's he gonna do? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck's he gonna do? I'm not up there yet. She takes her pills, passes out. 10.30? I passed out probably by like 1 in the morning because I was looking for some other stories to follow up with certain other ones I have. Yeah. 
our oldest one, Gizmo, <laughs> crawls in between us, lies down, curls up like a ball, and he's sleeping. I just closed my eyes about 1.30. But an hour later, Paralor pops up and she swings at him. Sorry. Popped him. His claws go into my side. And I'm like, what the hell? Part of my sleep is I open up my eyes and everything. She sits up and she's still swinging at something. I'm like, what the hell are you swinging at? Because you popped Gizmo and Gizmo put his claws in my rib cage. A bee. <laughs> Excuse you? It looks like a bee. bee. All I saw was yellow and black. And I'm like thinking, it's like, there's no bees out right now. It's cold. It's raining. It's dark outside. And she's swinging at a bee. No. I'm looking around like, where the fuck's the goddamn bee? I don't see none. She swings again. Well. At this point, Gizmo is already gone out of the room. Comes into here. Back there. And he's cowering and shaking. He's afraid of his mommy. Well. I'm like, good going. You, no. I set, uh, smelled one of the incense burning. That was paramike lit. It kind of uh, woke me up. I went, why is there an insect stick burning at one thirty in the morning? It wasn't an insect burning at one thirty in the morning. I did that at 10 o'clock. I was smelling it like a few hours later. Well, it does linger when you shut windows. I went, why are you burning an insect stick? Uh, that was three hours ago. How long have I been out? Four. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. He tells me what I was doing. I went, um, and he made me a cigarette in case. Um, that's what he does. If I'm doing something that's similar to what, uh, part of my sleep Disorder yeah. is one of these. Arr. He lights a cigarette. He makes a cigarette. A roadie. He, if we have cigarettes like these, he'll give me one. If we don't have regular cigarettes, but we have tobacco and stuff, he'll make me one. A roadie. He made me one, and said, "It told me what I was, what I did." He goes, "What did you see?" Normally, um, I know you don't remember doing any of that, any of that type of stuff, especially when you sleepwalk. I went, I was seeing something that was like yellow and black. He goes, you said it was a bee. I said, um, nothing. I don't think when I said B that I meant something with wings. It was like a human figure, but not in a B suit, if you get what I'm saying. And Paramike's looking at me, he goes, You remember what you were swinging at? 
That's all. I just said that. This is what he does. When I actually remember what it is I believe I'm seeing, when I swing it in my sleep, I don't remember shit. But I said it's not an insect that that resembles a bee. I don't know. All I know is there's something that says B, as in the letter B. Not the fucking insect. Paramike looks at me, and he's looking dead in my eyes. He sees that they're grayish blue. He goes, you do not ever remember what you swing at. But you remember that. I remember I was swinging at something that had the colors of a bee. But it wasn't. He goes, what was it, like a human figure? Yeah. And uh, he wrote it down. He goes, when do you have to see your therapist again? Thursday? Uh, to... I went, uh... I believe next week. He goes. I think I'm I think I meet uh, with our doctor. Oh, he's Tuesday. I went. Oh yeah, he's Tuesday at two o'clock. I know I have to catch the bus for one. Um, the next day after that, she sees her therapist. He goes, we may have to let him know this. I went, yeah, not, it's not like they're going to be doing anything about it. Um, I lay back down after from a cigarette, fall asleep, but I guess maybe instantly, I guess. Um, I wake up this morning, this is probably where people are going to be like questioning what the fuck it was going on, or has been going on. I wake up at 8.40 this morning, on a Saturday, and I don't get up that early, with or without meds. Uh, med message my brother, I knew he was at work, but... Um, instead of, like, regular messages, now, he wants voice messages, so he can hear how my voice sounds. Hasn't said anything. I mean, I know we heard it. Um. Make some cigarettes, uh, while Paramike was still sleeping. Walk in my kitchen. Thinking, I'll probably have something to eat or something. But in like almost like in a frustration type of whisper, I was like, I went, fuck it. Go back into the living room, sit down, 
Stop listening to Love Line. Doing my puzzle book. And, um... I could tell... Um... I could tell... My bipolar 1 and 2... Skyrocketed to the fucking sky. And I could tell parts of my... Parts of my, uh... I felt parts of my body shaking, but they weren't shaking. It was like an energy type of feel of the sh of what I was feeling for shakes. Um, Paramite gets up, stops, looks at me, then just shakes his head like he's seeing shit. Uses the bathroom, makes his coffee, sits down. Has a cigarette with me. And looks at me. He goes, why are your arms shaking? I went, my arms are shaking? He's like, your arms are shaking along with your hands. But they're not how you normally do. When you're having one of your attacks. I don't feel it. He goes, you don't feel yourself shaking. No. Just almost like electrical type of feeling. He's like, I may have to let your brother know on that one. Again, I go, and that means what? The price of tea in Japan. Kind of being like a smart ass, but... Um, anywho... He sees me go into the bathroom, use it, I remind him he has to go to the toilet paper. He sees me brushing my hair to get the snarls out like I normally do. And I use my comb to try to get out the frizz, with even with some of the hair stuff that I have. And he sees me throw the comb. He's like... What's go what's wrong? I went, my fucking hair's not working. I can't fucking fix it. He's like, it's fine. Yeah, it looks fine to you, but it doesn't look fine to me. And um He's like, Good thing your comb doesn't have a metal backing. I went he goes, You could have broken the broken the mirror. If your comb had metal backing to it, the way you threw it, I go, I didn't throw it that hard, I just tossed it. He's like, no, you threw it. And now, Patches is thinking it's a toy. Um, get dressed. No, you scared him. From throwing the comb. Then which one was actually starting to play with it? That would have been Batty. Oh. Which is a first for him actually playing with a comb. <laughs> Anything with bristles, he stays the fuck away from. <coughs> um, come in here. Um, 
go on Facebook to uh, post the show tonight. I double-checked everything before I sent it out, including the link. And Pyramike knows if I'm on Facebook, I double-check everything before I post something. Especially a lot more since we're doing this. He knows I triple-check. Send it out. He sees it in two of our uh, group pages. One of them being this one. He goes, um, you put the link right, didn't you? Yeah. Facebook.com backslash what our show is. I'm seeing face.com. He saw me just look up like this. I went, come again? I know I could type over 60 words per minute, but I double check before I do sh send shit. He goes, no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm seeing. I show him my page, and it says the group page. Our group page. He's like, the what? If he goes, okay. The link is on your main page, but on here, on the group pages, I'm seeing different. I checked the other groups that I'm in, because I'm allowed to actually post stuff like this, and they tell me And, uh, they usually tell me if something's, like, messed up or something, and to resend it. I didn't resend it, but I'm seeing in my recent upload feeds on Facebook the, uh, what it somehow changed itself to. I went, you gotta be fucking kidding me. Now this shit. Uh, I go to the post that I have that I sent out to edit the fuck up for the main one and uh, admin for one of my groups private messaged me asking if I messed up on it. I said I've been a part of this group for at least if, for at least four or five years. When, you know when I post stuff, it's never fucked up. Oh no, I'm about to do it right now. Whoa, what the hell? I don't know. Okay, hold on, that's not right. How did that happen? That should have not happened. Okay, there it is. Now I just gotta blow it up. It's not big enough yet. 
actually make it big enough. No, still not big enough. Right there, face.com backslash EPPS 2021. That's what she did say, five hours ago. Yeah, but I showed you that timeline. Yes, I It know. said Facebook, not that. Yeah, and if people click on this, give it a second, it goes, oops, it goes to there, Lincoln dot com so yeah not having a good few days so um one of my friends who uh, kind of saw like a rant that he did on my main page messages me she goes this may be kind of out of the box but With what you've been sensing lately, and what's going on with you today, from last night and today, you think maybe it could be some type of impression with you. I thought she said impression. I went, what do you mean by impression? She says, no, not impression oppression or some type of dark oppression I went I don't know usually that hits on Black Friday every November through December 31st that's been going on for 10 years soon to be 11 when December hits. Um, she's like, that's not good. Especially with uh, your mind frame lately and what you've been dealing with medically. I went, you know, it could be either or. But at this point, I really don't give a fuck anymore right now. So, whatever it is, I really don't give a fuck. Anywho, uh, I'm going to take a breather because I want to actually have one of these without really talking through it. <laughs> uh, let Pear Mike uh, do some of his stories. Then I'll do the herbs and tell Mike to turn the damn light off. I can read the herbs better without the light on. And usually I've downed the first glass and it's still got some in it. <laughs> Alright, let me go turn off the light. Let's well, say you can do your stories first. Huh? There. How are you going to be able to see? Read it off the internet? Of course. Oh. Uh, and yes, I can feel it behind me. This is what here. she says. Huh? That's what Gloria says. Time for a cleansing. <laughs> I'm not allowed to. 
<laughs> that has to get it okay from my brother. I'm not allowed to use magic right now. Mm. Okay, go over here. I mean, I could, but he would feel it, and I'd get drilled. Still. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Hey, come back to me. There we go. A little slow here. Ah, uh, we're talking about the Ghostbusters. The movie that's coming out next month called Afterlife, but I found a few different stories here. Um, it says, if you happen to have a five below near you, we suggest checking it out as a whole new assortment of Ghostbusters items and collectibles have just been spotted. First up, we got these goodies spotted by Ghostbusters News Instagram follower and artist Austin L. Brooks. Yeah. Probably someone making their own shit. Which is actually what I'm looking at for pictures. It's pretty cool. As seen above... Huh? Refill. Okay. As seen above, Austin was able to find a Ghostbusters logo pin and a lanyard fe featuring both the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man and Slimer. The next batch of photos comes from another Ghostbusters News Instagram follower, this time Brian Kohler, who, became, who came across these below two new t-shirts. And yes, you guys will be able to see that up on our website. And everything sooner or later. Um, we've got one made to look like a retro advertisement, while the other showcases silhouettes of the four Ghostbusters along with neon style renditions of the State Puff Marshmallow Man, Slimer, a Terror Dog, and the No Ghost logo. If you happen to find any additional Ghostbusters items at Five Below, be sure to let us know. For Ghostbusters fans looking for a blast from the past, be sure to check out our newest video, taking a look back at the new different Ghostbusters 2 games released on the NES console. You know, I've seen that, and I've played that on the Nintendo Entertainment System, NES, and it was kind of good, but the graphics really sucked. So, hopefully, they can come out with a better game of that, so I can play it on a PS3. Although I think most of them are now going to like PS4 or PS5, which I still cannot afford. Uh, let's see. Next one is from MovieWeb.com. And it's talking about Ghostbusters Afterlife will surprise everyone, insists returning star Sigoni Weaver. Yeah. I did like the the um, 
the dress she wore in the first one. The upcoming sequel, Ghostbusters Afterlife, is getting some high praises from one of its returning stars. While the new movie will primarily follow a new cast of characters, we know that several fan favorites from the original two installments will be back. Mm-hmm. Among them is the original Ghostbusters star, Sigourney Weaver, who will be joining old, her old friends by repraising the role as Dana Barrett. Well, some of the cast, but one cast will not be there, and that is yeah. um, Harold Ramsey, a.k.a. Ramis. Egon Spangler. Seems Ramis. Harold Ramis. No. Harold Ramis. That's what I said. Um, ahead of the wide release of Ghostbusters Afterlife in November... Sigourney Weaver teases what fans can't expect. The actress was recently at E.T., Canada's Festival Central Lounge, to help promote the TIFF premiere of her latest movie, The Good House. Just by the title, it sounds stupid. <laughs> During her chat with E.T. Canada, Canada, eh, Weaver was asked about afterlife. Given the levels of anticipation many fans have for its release, the Ghostbusters star obviously can't be too specific, but Weaver offers this description of the movie. Uh, It's full of heart. It's very funny. It's very charming, and it will surprise everybody. It's just a glorious film. Huh. Sounds like she's trying to romance the damn film for people. Nearly four decades later, Weaver also looked back at the original Ghostbusters. At the time, she said... The focus was just to make a wonderful film. That's in quotations. Yep. Yeah, what just happened? My computer just went bonkers. Now I have to go back and find it. Okay, here we go. Not knowing there would ever be any sequels. After Ghostbusters turned out to be a smash hit, the sequel Ghostbusters 2 was released in 1989 with Weaver back in the role of Dana Barrett. She later had a cameo appearance as another character in Paul Figg's reboot released in 2016 before agreeing to come back once again as Dana in Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes, the 2016 one, I liked most of the ghost graphics that was in there, but the entire movie just bombed. Thank God they didn't put it on DVD. Oh, they did. 
I probably would have bought it and then shot it. Sigourney Weaver is one of many original stars to return in the new sequel, also back to repraise her roles are Ernie Hudson as Winston Zedmore, yep. Dan Aykroyd as Ray Stance, Bill Murray as Peter Vakeman, and Annie Potts as Janine Milnitz. Of course, there's a the one thing about that last name yeah. is that you listen to the movie and then you listen to the cartoon version mm-hmm. of Ghostbusters and when they say her last name, it's like, sometimes they'll say Melnitz, sometimes they will say Melnuts. Which is confusing to me. <laughs> so if you ever hear, hear something like that from the cartoon version and into the movie, you'll hear either Melnitz or Melnuts. Uh, though... Harold Ramsey's passed away in 2014. Yeah. Also known as Egon Spangler. Due to the fact also there was a bit of a love triangle supposedly between Annie Potts and him in their characters as Egon Spangler and Janine. Supposedly. Um, but that was like the first movie. But the second one... Janine was gravitating towards um, Egon. No, not Egon. The shorter dude. Oh, that was in two. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That was in part two. No, the the they were ref- the way that they're referring um, Egon Spangler and Janine Melnitz was in the first one. She kind of had a love triangle for him. Yeah, but he wasn't receiving. <laughs> right, and even in the cartoon versions, she was levitated to him. I'm talking Egon Spangler. Yeah. Through the whole entire seasons that are <laughs> out there, but he just never did anything. No. But according the movie, to movie, didn't compute because it had nothing to do with science. <laughs> exactly. But if you like, really look at it, and then. After a while before this one came out, there was talks about for this movie coming out is that somehow Janine and Egon actually got together, had a, had kids, but there was really no love story between him and her. She yeah. thought there was. So it was like, I, I can't figure that out. But also it says uh, he is honored with Egon's family serving as the central characters of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Carrie Coon, McKenna Grace, Finn Wolfhard, that's the last name, Wolfhard, (laughs) F-O-L, I'm sorry, W-O-L-F-H-A-R-D, Logan Kim, Chelsea O'Connor, and Paul Rudd also star. Okay, whoever made that really did not incorporate it very well. Of course not. In Ghostbusters Afterlife, a single mother, Coon, and her children's Grace Wolfhard, 
are forced to move to a decayed farmhouse in Somerville, Oklahoma. Oh, Oklahoma! Left to them by the children's late grandfather, the children discover their grandfather's history with the original Ghostbusters who have seen been largely forgotten by the world beyond their fan base. When supernatural phenomena related to the new <laughs> phenomena. Why do I have to keep doing it? I've done it so many times. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> phenomena. That made her spit that almost. Relating to New York City's Manhattan cross rip of nineteen eighty four arises and threatens the world. The kids, along with their family and friends, must solve decades old mystery of their grandfather's relocation and use the Ghostbusters equipment and become their successors to save it. Jason R. Son of the original Ghostbusters, Jason Reitman. Thank you, uh, Helmer v Ivan Reitman directs Ghostbusters Afterlife using a screenplay co-written with Gail Kinnan. Kinnan. Mm. Oh. Ivan returned to serve as a producer. Recently, Jason detailed why he took on the project nothing I think that's a misspelled word is that supposed to be noting I don't know I guess N-O-T-I-N-G I guess uh, he wanted to make the movie for his family and he goes here quote I wanted to make a movie for my father and I wanted to make a movie for my daughter Retman said, We wanted to make a movie that had mystery, had laughs, had you singing the theme song as you walked out of the movie theater. A film you could bring your families to. Who would want to sing the damn song leaving the freaking movie theater? Not me. How many people walk out of a movie th theater seeing a movie and singing the stupid songs that are in there? The bet you ten of one people were hearing it on the radio before it came out. Yeah, the original one. But depends on if they have the original music in this one like one and two did. I don't know. Originally, the movie was set for a summer 2020 release, but the pandemic, or as Paralore calls it... Shit sandwich. Everyone's shit sandwich. Brought about several significant delays. It recently held its world premiere at CinemaCon and is now set for a wide release on November 19th, 2021. Why does that date does not sound right? I don't know. Because I know you have it written down. And I thought um, it was November 12th. Hang 
Uh, same, I got the 11th of November. Of 2021? Yes. Okay, this says November 19th, 2021. So I... I got to back again. I have to keep an eye out on our, uh, our movie theater here in town. For his part, Dan Aykroyd has said that he can't wait to see the lines around the Metroplex or Multiplex for when the sequel finally opens, suggesting it's best enjoyed on the big screen. The news comes to us from E.T. Canada. Eh? So, keep a lookout for that on our website. Yeah, put that over there. Um, let's see. Here's another one. We have to get into it. Boeingboeing.net is where this one comes from. It says, Ghostbusters left behind electronic device at haunted, in quotations, Museum causing a bomb scare. Oof. Oh, that's gonna be lovely to read this one. Staff at True's Yard Fisher Folk Museum in Kings Lynn, England, freaked out on Sunday upon finding an odd wooden box containing electronic components. The box was inside one of the museum's restored Fisher cottages. The lights in the structure had been switching off and a dehumidifier unplugged as well. It was a bit nerve-wracking as it was on the anniversary of 9-11 and someone had left a random box with what looks like homemade wiring. Museum curator Lindsay Bavin told Lynn News. And the funny part is this box says paranormal technology finding the truth. <laughs> Turns out that the box labeled paranormal technology finding the truth is a motion-activated music box meant to alert you when a poltergeist is present. I hate that damn box. So fucking annoying. When your ballet music, I go to ballet. The museum posted a tweet inviting the owner to retrieve the box and promised that they would not take further action, even though leaving untested electronics in a Grade 2 listed preserved special interest building is irresponsible. Well, no shit! Apparently, the museum is rumored to be haunted and a local Ghostbuster had left the box behind during the investigation. The individual collected their device and apologized. Well, 
I can kind of understand when you're doing a paranormal investigation to see if a place is truly haunted or not. 99.8% of the times, yeah, you might leave some equipment behind due to the fact you think you have everything. But you have to be out at a certain time because yeah. like 10 minutes later, oh, we got to open up the doors, everybody comes in. But seriously, the, the museum's going to say this shit? Mm-hmm. And yet you're the ones that had this paranormal team come in and do the investigation of your fucking museum to see if it's haunted or not. But yet you're not going to take further actions. Further actions you would be taking is like, oops, we fucked up. We know the people that were here. We should have called them and said, hey, you left some of your equipment here. Can you come back and pick it up? That's the smart thing somebody would fucking do. Obviously, people in another part of England are fucking stupid. And thinking it was a bomb. I know police, and if you made a call like that, and then you put out a tweet saying, hey, uh... Can the owner please come back and pick up their box and everything and we won't do anything further? Yeah, the fucking cops over there are going to arrest your ass if you if you come back to pick up your equipment and they call a fucking bomb threat or a bomb scare. You have to be the dumbest motherfuckers working at this museum to call 911 and say, Hey, there might be a bomb in our museum. But we want the owners to come back and pick it up, and we're not going to do anything further. you got to be the stupidest motherfuckers there. I would just give up the job. Um, True Yards Museum put out this uh, tweet on September 14th, 2021. So we found this box in our Fisher Folk Cottages on hashtag Heritage Open Day. Leaving untested electronics in a grade 2 listed building is irresponsible. No, it's not, assholes. It could have caused a fire. Not if it wasn't connected. Mm. Unless the paranormal spirits decide to create a fire with the thing, then hey, it's not the paranormal team's fault. It's the spirit's fault. If you would like to come collect your box, we are open 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and we will not take further actions. It might seem pretty harmless, but it meant our poor staff had to search the rest of the premises and make the decision. At the end of the busiest day of the year, whether to call the police because it could have been an explosive device. If you hired these people to come in and do an investigations and their paranormal team is called Paranormal Technology Finding the Truth, I don't think they would have a box that looks like this and be a bomb. Especially if they've been using it for a while. 
that's just not irresponsible on their part. Yeah. It's the stupidity of the way that this museum has put this out there. This is like trying to uh, get bad reputations for a paranormal team. Yeah. Not good. Picture 10 of 1, those people probably saw way too many movies that deal with that shit. That's um, that deal with bombs and shit. Yeah. Hopefully they, hopefully the paranormal technology does not go back to the museum and destroys their reputation. Uh, let's see, there was another one. Uh, where is it? Crap. Oh, here it is. From cinemablend.com. Talking about the Afterlife review. And I went a little too far. Probably down. from the screenings. Uh, the anticipated sequel captures the spirit of the original, but really belongs to McKenna Grace. Which almost looks like Egon Spangler as a young kid at the time. Yeah. And the other kid looks like Ray Stance. <laughs> Hollywood. No, yeah, stupid thing. Go away. Sorry about that, folks. Um, da -da -da -da. Ba -ba. Hollywood hates letting the past die. Nostalgia serves as inspiration fuel. For the projects found on most studio slates. I don't know if that's true or not. Leading to new chapters in time-tested franchises like Halloween, Scream, Jackass, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, and more. The laziest examples... In this cycle, trot out aging yet still familiar fam, f familiar faces. Excuse me, words are hard. And then demands that they tap dance through a tired routine that screams, "Don't you remember when you used to like this?" No. More ambition projects like Jason Redmond's Ghostbusters Afterlife try to push the narrative forward, employing beloved elements from the past, but using them to create something fresh and new. Redmond understands the family business. His father, Ivan, directed the first two Ghostbusters movies. So many of his creative choices worked. Even with Tonal, I can't even say this, T-O-N-A-L, shifts that stem from the different directional voices of the f familiar filmmakers. Some, however, did not land, or do not land. And Redman's biggest swings swing, 
are sure to create diversive and heated conversations amongst fans of all generations. Who you gonna call? A mediator? <laughs> Seriously? Why don't you just put this? Who you gonna call? A medium? A psychic medium? Ghostbusters Afterlight fully passes a baton to Next Generation and offers a star-making turn by McKenna Grace. Ghostbusters Afterlife does follow the recent trend of sequels connecting to older films on the timeline, thereby ignoring the existence of less popular entries in the same series. After Alan Taylor's Terminator, Genesee and David Gordon Green's Halloween, each announced their intentions to completely ignore such in-canon stinkers as Terminator, Salvation, and Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, you could almost hear studio executives col collectively questioning, wait, you can do that? You can if the fans allow it. Mm -hmm. And I have a hunch Ghostbusters enthusiasts will embrace Retman's decision to branch directly off his father's original Ghostbusters and its 1989 sequel, leaving Paul Figg's 2016 reboot in Ecto-1's <laughs> exhaust fumes. Paul Figgs was a scam artist, he was a crackerjack, and he was just a bullshit motherfucker. That I did read. Nothing. <laughs> he's not he's not even allowed to do fucking movies anymore. That's for sure. He's not allowed to do fucking movies anymore. Because of his bomb failure of the twenty sixteen movie Ghostbusters. Mm -hmm. The story in Ghostbusters Afterlife is driven by the existence of the original four members of the Ghostbusters team. With the New York-based events from the initial two films being moments in history that characters in this movie remembered. After a hur... What? What? Her oh, after a hurried... Uh, prologue that establishes our new location and hints at the film's larger threat. Screenwriter Gil Keenan or Kanan, I can't pronounce his last name, K-E-N-A-N, settles us into the plot as cash-strapped single mom, Callie, Carrie Coon, moves her snarky son Trevor, Finn Wolfhard, and brainy daughter Phoebe, McKenna Grace, 
to their grandfather's detopulated farmhouse in Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Very little is known about the reclusive old man who once occupied the home. Residents of the town referred to him as the dirt farmer. Quotations. And Callie provides no additional information as her dad left her at a very young age. But as Phoebe explores both the farmhouse and her new town, she, her, newfound companion, podcast, Logan Kim, really there's a, there's going to be a kid in here named podcast, oh <laughs> this I definitely got to see next month. I literally want to hear hear Phoebe call call um, her newfound companion podcast. I would love to hear that. And an inquisitive science teacher, Paul Rudd, start to connect dots between recent strange Oklahoma occurrences and the historic events of New York City. That's a hell of a distance. Hmm. One should know, going into Ghostbusters Afterlife, that Rittman's film is almost exclusively about these new characters and how they come to interact with classic elements of the franchise. We don't get to see Ecto-1 racing through the streets of Manhattan. Instead, Trevor discovers it under a tarp in the garage, conducts minor repairs. Oh, so Trevor's a mechanic. A geek. Then tears through a cornfield as the signature siren blares. Rudd's teacher is the one who recognizes a vintage ghost trap. While Phoebe gets the proton packs up and running, so she and podcasts. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just funny to me. Can conduct target practice. It's endearing to see these props back in play, and refreshing to see how Reitman's uses. Uses, uses them in dr drastically different fashion that his father did. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, but seriously, you go to put somebody in here named Podcast. Uh, uh, that's just too damn funny. McKenna Grace gives the standout performance in this new bunch. Once you realize with OG Ghostbusters she is channeling her priest or preset preset I can't even say this word P R E C I S E mannerisms calculated sense of humor and smarter than most attitude plugs 
directly directly into the unique atmosphere of the first two movies. Grace is confident and funny, stubborn and practical. If the franchise wanted to move forward with her in a leading role, I'd say we were in good hands. That's where I will be the judge of that mess. Go away. When Ghostbusters Afterlights uses the original actors, it stumbles instead of soars. One of the worst kept secrets about Ghostbusters Afterlife is that surviving cast members Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, Ernie Hutchins, and Sigourney Weaver all returned and are playing their original roles. That alone makes Afterlife far more successful than Figs' miscalculation fucking bombshell and well forced where he shoehorned the classic cast into uncomfortable and unfamiliar roles that were distracting not enduring but there's no denying that when Retman does employ the original cast members it doesn't land with the triumphant celebrity note I was personally hoping to see. You wouldn't hear from me how Ray Stance, Peter Vakeman, and Winston Zedmore factored into the plot because of spoilers. All I say on the matter is that there contributes to the overall story aren't as emotional or significant as I hoped. Additionally, Ghostbusters Afterlife feels like it is painted into a corner by the reality of Harold Ramses' death. As Egon Spangler and as a screenwriter and also the person that created Ghostbusters the video game which I have for PS3 and I still love it. Uh, Ramsey was a key contributor and powerful voice in the Ghostbusters franchise and Afterlife has a chosen solution for how it honors his legacy. This will be a major talking point after the film has screened and may be the dividing line between love it or hate it for fans. I don't love it, but I definitely need to see a play. I definitely need to need to see it play out one more time to determine if I actually hate it or if that's too stern of a dismissal. And it just keeps going on and on and on with a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> Which, let me see something. Oh, okay, the last part. So there is one more. 
Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife does honor the spirit of the original two movies, so fans likely will appreciate Rittman's efforts to resurrect the long-dormant franchise. Behind the scenes, the story of Ghostbusters Afterlife centers on a son attempting to live up to a major portion of his father's professional legacy. If the son of the original Ghostbusters is going to try and make a Ghostbusters sequel, it damn well better be good. On screen, Ghostbusters Afterlife flies highest when it's drilling into the emotional elements of Egon's uh, estranged family. How they cope with the absence and how they're putting the pieces together for more than th more that they learn important truths about him. Is this a mystery now? No. Did he did they, are they just throwing in mysteries and trying to put all the pieces together like detectives? Well, I don't know. It kind of sounds like it so far. There's actually enough story in the film to continue the grand tradition of Ghostbusters without returning the surviving Titler? T-I-T-U-R-A-L team members, strange as that is to say. McKenna Grace makes the franchise her own. Instead of borrowing a part in someone else's game, busting might have felt better if the rest of the movie committed to that revolution. But for now, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a sometimes rousing, sometimes amusing, and sometimes unbalanced constitution of a beloved franchise that Hollywood doesn't want to see die. Okay, what I just read, a lot of it made sense, and the other sisters like doesn't even fit. No. So, I'm going to go see that movie definitely next month, and I'll give my interpretations of it for you guys, compared to the stories, the way they were typed up, written, whatever, which doesn't really make a whole lot of goddamn sense. Because <laughs> I think I just coagulated my brain to the point where, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> Most of it made sense. Other part of it doesn't make sense. What the hell? And the things people went to college for fucking creative writing? It's journalism. Obviously, creative writing and journalism has fallen way too much now. <laughs> now you just write something that makes sense, and then, oh, let's throw, a little, let's throw some bullshit garbage in that's not part of creative writing or journalism and just fuck everybody up. If you're going to do a story on a movie that's about to come out or how they put it together and you're going to write a story about it after interviewing the motherfuckers, uh, yeah. put it in the fucking right form the way you, 
the way you do your job. Just on, oh, let's do this whole segment, this whole segment, this whole segment, perfect, and then the last three, let's fuck it up. <laughs> Seriously. Sandbox. Sandbox, nothing. I don't even think they got out of the uh, preschool box yet. Uh, where's my other one? No, I can't do that one yet. That one I have to do research on. Uh, is it this one? Or did I just read this one? Hang on. Sorry, folks. I'm kind of confused here. Oh, no. That's going to be after the movie. After I see it. <laughs> So I can't read that one. That's going to be after the movie. Uh, but this one here, due to the fact that it didn't mention it in the previous stories about Bill Murray, a.k.a. Dr. Peter Vakeman. I wonder if he's still going to be a horn dog. I don't know. But it's, you know excuse me. This one says, um, Bill Murray's Take on proton packs on the set of Ghostbusters Afterlife is classic. There's a lot to love about those original two Ghostbuster films. There's a there's the A plus cast, the paranormal creatures, and of course the pitch perfect humor. One of the most iconic aspects of the franchise, however, has to be the team's signature capture devices, proton packs. The hefty-looking objects are set to return in a big way in the long-awaited sequel, Afterlife. However, according to the film's stars, these particular packs will be somewhat different from the ones used in the original films and of course returning star Bill Murray had a classic take when discussing them on the set of the new film way prior to that Bill Murray was hesitant to actually do the movie First he was in, then he was out. Then he was in, then he was out. Then he was in, then he was out. He couldn't figure out where he wanted to be. Mm -hmm. Dan Aykroyd tried to seriously convince him in doing it because Dan Aykroyd said he was going to be in the movie. Due to the fact he's also, I believe, the EP, I think. Executive producer. Yeah. Ernie Hudson definitely wanted to do it. I know that. Annie Potts was thrilled to come back. She wanted to see how the new twist was going to take. Shigoni Reaver, she was on the fence a bit for a while until she actually got the script and she says, okay, I'm in. But Bill Murray was very flip-flop, 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 flip-flop. They didn't know what the fuck to do. That's because uh, he and Harold Ramis were really good friends. I know. that That's 
where I started uh, realizing, wait a minute, now I know why he, he's flip-flopping here. He wants to do it with Dan Aykroyd and Ernie Hudson and Shigoni Weaver and Annie Potts. But there was the other part where the element. they lost a very good friend. And another friend didn't want to come back at all. Uh-huh. Which was in part two and part one. He was an idiot. And it's just sad that we're not going to see the other one in this film. So, who knows. Ghostbusters Afterlife sees a new team of paranormal investigators taking the reins... Reigns, sorry. Rings. Where the hell am I getting that from? <laughs> I'm okay. And the group includes Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, and I swear. Captain Marvel, um, Aloom McKenna Grace. I did not know she was in Captain Marvel. We never watched that. The two recently spoke about their work on the upcoming film and were asked about acting while wearing the proton packs, to which Wolfhard explained that these packs were actually lighter than the ones used in the films of the 1980s. This apparently caused Bill Murray to react in a on-brand way. That doesn't make sense. In other words, he kind of had to kind of show um, I guess kids how, mm. to, how to actually wear them. Yeah. Goes here in a quote, they're like half the weight they were in 1984. Bill Murray actually came on set and lifted one of them up. Then, like, went up to Ivan Retman, who's the original director, and went, Ivan, why didn't we have proton packs this light? <laughs> Answer. Because you're adults. Because <laughs> you're adults. These are kids. Like... Why do they get special treatment? Oh! Talk about kicking the nuts. He probably was fucking with him too, though. Ding! The young actors commented, or comments on today... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, every time I say the Today Show, it just makes me sneeze. Definitely sound like they came from the Bill Murray... We've come to watch over the years. Though it's hard to blame hard to blame him for feeling that way. As cool as the Proton Packs were, they didn't look all that comfortable to carry around. But at the very least, he was seemingly able to appreciate the updates during his long-awaited return to the role of Dr. Peter Vakeman. Woohoo! Should be fun. Uh, this ain't the first time the public has heard comments 
from the 71-year-old actor about his work on the film. At one point, he describes the process as being really hard, quotations, citing the special effects heavy moments as being the most challenging to shoot. And though the proton packs were lighter this time around, he still made note of the fact that they're not all that comfortable in general. I didn't know proton packs could be comfortable with the way with the way they were designed. Mm. Nevertheless, it's because the production was so hard that he believes the film will succeed. In the past, he, he's praised the screenplay and believes it will work due to the emotion and family elements that are present. And like so many others, he's also seemingly become enormous with the many puffs I would say I would say he seemingly become humorous with the many puffs that appeared in the film that's probably why I don't eat marshmallows <laughs> and given how adorable they are who can blame him Well, it's a new twist. Mm. So far, the movie has received mostly positive reviews from critics. Which could be an indentation that it will live up to the expectations before it. We'll see how well Bill Murray and his young co-stars can handle those proton packs when Ghostbusters Afterlife opens in theaters on November 19th. Well, there it is again. Mm-hmm. Two stories that says November 19th. And that's it for that one. Well, figure. People, uh, like critics and stuff, they go to screenings. What they're basically doing is they got a sheet of paper. They got to um, write what worked, what needs a little more tweaking, what doesn't work, and so on. Uh, as part of the cut, part of the um, post-production process. Yeah. yeah. So that could explain why it was bumped to the 18th. 19th. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the other one I'll do some research on, probably for the next show, I don't know. It's going to take me a little time to figure that one out. I also have some stuff um, about Suicide Squad. But that'll be another show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple other stories too that our moderator sent, and I haven't gotten to that yet. 
which is, uh, let's see, one, two, three, three of them? Yeah, three of them. Yeah. Three follow-ups, um, and a bunch more, but a couple of them I still have to do some research on. And one that kind of caught my eye uh, on the 14th mm. about James Gunn. He's trying to come up with another version of Gilligan's Island. Horror version style. But with the word cannibal movie in it. I was like, oh my god. That would be considered a horror horror twist. So, I mean, come on, you had what? How many girls? Three. Three girls, four guys. Mrs. Mrs. Howell, Ginger, and Marianne. Yeah. Then with the guys, you had the Skipper, mm-hmm. Gilligan, Mr. Howell, and the Professor. Yeah. So you got three guys. Three four girls. guys. Three, three girls. girls. Four guys. Obviously... Another, none of them are getting banged or getting fucked. And where are they getting food? So technically, you kind of got to think from the sitcom. Well, they were stranded on an island. It doesn't matter. People, when they're stranded on an island, they either fish, see if there's any wildlife on the island to eat, if you only got one or the other or neither, somebody's doing some eating. And it ain't eating an insects. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh. That's thinking realistic. Mm. So, that's why I put it to you. Neither one of these people are getting laid. You have to wonder, they're on a a deserted island. Where the fuck are they getting food? Or where are they getting food? I don't know. So that's how the cannibalistic can actually come into play. I just think that since I saw that, no way. No way. Yeah, and Jason Reitman is supposed to, uh, has also said, which I've read, I don't know how true it is, that he wants to do, like, a Joker and Harley Quinn movie. Because no, of about the main Gunn. Suicide Squad that we have, the Will Smith is in. Yeah. There's supposed to be more stuff on Joker and Harley. But... Warner Brothers stopped that part. Only put little bits instead of the whole majority of how Harley's Harley and what Joker did. Yeah, I know. But I don't know how true that is. I mean, he stated that before. Stated that too. Yeah, I know. I mean, there's a bunch of stuff coming out from Suicide Squad right now from James Gunn and different things that I still have here that I still have to go over 
and everything. Some I mean, might... I know there's some people or fans or if you want to call them people. Of course, nowadays you nowadays you can walk outside. You're basically dealing with the living Walking Dead. Yeah, basically. It's the Walking Dead with a fucking pulse. So fucking complacent, they don't pay attention to what's going on around them. Exactly. Which is probably why the sex trafficking shit's starting down here. Mm. Nobody pays attention. Nope. Nor do they care. Yeah. Anywho, uh, but I'll 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 do some. I'll do, I do like I said. I got to do a lot of research on these stories that I still have saved that I haven't read from Suicide Squad and everything, and then try to figure out how to exactly. Talk about them. Outside yeah. of outside of that, uh, James Gunn also wants to do Garli- Guardian Galaxy Three, Guardians of the Galaxy Three. I don't know how people are into that stupid shit. It's like fucking Star Trek. It's Star Wars. Had a fucking kid, and you get that. Basically, Star Wars, Star Trek, and Marvel and DC all together had a foursome and came out with this. <laughs> but that's going to take me some time to do all the researching, all the reading and everything, and then try to figure out how to fucking explain it. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. After re- reading each one. I know there was one thing I forgot to mention that was that happened today. Which none of us realized until Paramike was actually going out to, uh, to the Dollar General, which is around the corner, that um, Monday we're getting an inspection, which is called an insurance inspection. Mike hands, Paramike hands me the paper to look like, you're not going to like this. And I was already in a fucking, one of those bad moods. I just handed the paper and ran, ran to the restroom. He forgot, he wanted to check, use the bathroom before he walked out. I look at it, he comes back in, and I'm kind of laughing, but it was, wasn't what, wasn't uh making fun of something funny. Well, at first you said "what the fuck," and I heard it in, in the restroom over there. Then I come out after I did what I had to do. Walked through the little hallway. Just before I can come right to the living room, I I heard her go. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" There's a Chucky laugh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm gonna continue into the kitchen. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Grabbed my coffee and just ran back here. And I'll walk into the office before posting Facebook and stuff. Or trying to post on Facebook and Facebook decides to fuck it up. Go figure. I said, I told you so. For quite a few months now since I've heard of it. 
And here Mike looked at me. He's like, what are you talking about? I told you. Our landlord was going to start selling a couple of his properties starting two years from now. Paramite goes, I talked to Debo. He said he wasn't doing that. It, it says insurance inspection. This is real estate. Before anything can be okay to be sold, they do what's called an inspection. Insurance inspection. To see if they're going to be able to make money after they buy a property. That's what it is. I know. My aunt knows real estate. She's a fucking real estate agent on top of other shit. Or maybe the other side of it is that with the th three buildings that it was mentioned on the letter. Yeah, ours is the first one. Maybe he's trying to buy another building? Uh, if he's going to buy... He, it, to see if he can cover this one two other ones and maybe a fourth one is a possibility well, of that see. happening well let's see because there is two sides of that coin one side like you said and yeah. the other side I just said Oops, excuse me and in our contract in our rental agreement we will be notified in a week's advance of any type of inspection. Not the last minute. We're supposed to edit review tomorrow of this episode. But we can't. In the previous episode. We were, we're supposed to go over and review episode 42 last week. Um, that I did for my birthday. And this one, this new one that you're watching right now, is also supposed to be, be reviewed and watched over to see if we heard or seen anything. We can't do that now. Because it's right at the last fucking minute. Um, I told Paramike, call the maintenance guy. He goes, I'll be lucky if I can get a hold of him. Dude, like Just Saturday. do it. Gets a hold of him and said, when the hell uh, was Ruth supposed to do this? have this done. Because our rental agreement clearly states, which is still legal, we're supposed to be notified within a week's advance of any type, type of inspection. Not the last minute. 
me and my wife have shit to do next week. This week. Now we can't because of her fucking slip-up. It's exactly what he tells Paramike. Well, she forgot. I go, you know, I'm getting really fucking tired of the goddamn phrase. Oh, he forgot. Being down here. That's all I've been hearing for the past two years. Oh, I forgot. Oh, it slipped my mind. Oh, I forgot. I didn't know. I'm tired of the same fucking jogging. And people wonder why my shit's so sky high right now. I'm this close to punching somebody. And I don't give a fuck if it's Ruth. She was saying she's trying to do everything legally. With housing, code, her, the tenants. But she's not doing that. She is not explaining why the rent went up. She just says, oh. I don't know. But I have to do it. Cola. That's what she, uh, she puts cola, but that's really not the an an answer. That's the answer for, I don't know, um, and the maintenance guy shows up uh, to talk to Mike about something to see if we need to get work done inside, the, inside our apartment, and he looks at me, I'm in the kitchen, getting uh, my 20 ounce of Pepsi, and the maintenance guy looks at me. He could tell my eyes were different. He's like, like, her eyes are blue. Like, normal blue. He goes, yeah. Why are they grayish blue? That's been going on for the past week. Um, I try to stay out of her crosshairs. When she her eyes get that way, her bipolar one and two is sky high. Any higher, it's gonna hit the fucking solar system. It hits the solar system. Her shit goes in the red. red. He's like, "What do you mean it goes in the red?" That's something that's to be worried about. I was like, "Have you ever seen a really bad accident?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." Have you ever seen anybody really bloody red? Yeah. Picture that in your head from from now until Monday. And look at her. Look at her skin. He's like, he's, you he's have like, to be kidding me. I say, no. He goes, wait, on somebody else. It could be considered some somebody else, but it's more like that to herself. That's happened before. That's actually something her brother didn't know about until recently. I got an earful. And you'll probably get another earful by tomorrow morning. I guarantee it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Ziffy has the time to actually get, hey, I need to talk to you. Love you. Um, and the biggest guy sees me kind of laughing and shaking by his shoulders, but he 
kind of got backed up. Ego, Mike goes, um, told, I warned you. That laugh that she's doing, he goes, it sounds like Chucky when he's when he got high. <laughs> run! He goes, run. It doesn't mean she's going to snap at you or come at you. It's the other way around. Nor is it going to be towards me. <laughs> the last time Ruth did this, she pulled a similar stunt. She woke up a three thirty about a week later in the fucking hospital. She had no memory. He yeah, goes, the only thing that we need fixing here is our bathroom sink, and that's about it. I mean, the sink works; it's just the stopper is not connected anymore. He goes, "I'm going to do this." Made this guy pulls his phone out, calls Ruth from her home. Surprised, he answer, she answered. He goes, "Holy shit, you're actually answering the phone." She's like, "What's going on?" Um, were were you ever supposed to tell apartment Mike three and Lori at apartment three in the building I'm standing in right now? A week's notice on anything. Yeah. What's the reason for the last minute one? And don't say you forgot. Because you don't want to know what I'm looking at right now. Didn't say anything. He goes, um, Ruth, I'm not trying to be a dick. For about five seconds, you should like, sorry. Um, he goes, Ruth, not trying to be a dick. I mean, you and Devo, you're paying my bills. But from what I just heard, if she ends up doing something, not to others, but more to herself, because the way shit's going right now, you know you can get sued for that. Especially the fact that you got the legal proof. She went, uh, does Devil know? No, but he most likely will come the first. Because lately, he's been in the office when Mike's paying the, the rent. He overhears everything. And he makes it a point to. He goes, this insurance inspection, his wife is picking up on. And if it's the first building, since it's clearly states it, the one they're living in is going to be one of, one of the few in, two, in a couple years. That's what she's pissed about, on top of everything else. I'm not trying to be look, looking like the bad guy, because you would, Debo, your boss, is not coming forward. Hangs up the folder, looks at me. He didn't know if I had cigarettes or not. Pulls out a pack of cigarettes, and he don't really don't have them on him. They're always in his truck. Gives me a couple and said, I'm so sorry. I take the cigarettes, 
I went, it's not your fault. A lot of people down in this state have become fucking idiots. And mainly in a lot of professions, but yet people like me and like Paramike, they can't get pissed about it. Or we don't have a say to say anything. Um, he leaves, apologizes to uh, Paramike. He's like, I'm so sorry, dude. I had no idea this was going on with her. Because that's part of her condition. When it hits, usually things like this is what starts it. But she doesn't pick up on it until she picks up on it a little bit. But it gradually gets stronger. And then you have this stupid thing. Insurance inspection. Which I've never heard before. She has. Because... Her uh, biological dad's sister, among other certifications and degrees she has, is a real estate agent. She's a, re res a residential real estate agent, as well as commercial and business real estate agent. That's how she knows. And... I don't think you want us down here when that bomb goes off. And, um, he leaves. Paramike, uh, says to me, What did you think of the first episode of a TV series that's been broadcasted constantly? I knew what the one he was talking about, because I've watched it Thursday night. First episode of Chucky TV series. The very first. To put it like this, I fucking loved it. I mean, with teenagers in shows like that, you know they're going to cuss. She was bouncing up and down on her bed for it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? And way before that, before I even asked that question, I also told our maintenance guy that I used to do what he does. Uh -huh. And not once in my lifetime being a maintenance man for a landlord from our hometown... Not once have I ever heard of an insurance thing to even happen in any building. That's usually when you're selling the building yep. and there's nobody living inside the building. Is the only time that I know of an insurance investigation. Mm -hmm. That means that the landlord's selling the building... Or he's, he's going to be... Try to have enough money to buy another new building? Or... If he has multiple properties... And all of his properties has to be... Basically... 
investigated for insurance to buy another building, then I can understand, you know, doing that. That I can understand. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I didn't even think this was still possible. No, he he agreed with you. Oh, it's possible. And your first guess is the main one. Yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, insurance inspection is okay. the name of it. Okay. Insurance inspection is usually, to my knowledge, being maintenance a long time ago, is that either you're selling the building if it's vacant or if it's a building is non-vacant and you have tenants renting from you living in your buildings usually means that you're planning to buy another building but you want to see if your multiple buildings with different insurance prices on it would be enough to cover another building with tenants moving in that's the only way I could see it happening for my perspectives. That was back then. Now, I didn't even think it was still possible. I never even thought it was still happening throughout the United States until this morning. There's a note under my door, which was this paper right here. And I'm like, oh, great. Well, there goes my day. So, that means I'm going to have to get up really early tomorrow morning, suck down a whole cup of fuel, get into my work clothes, or as I call it, shit clothes, get everything I need out from the bathroom, which is a mop bucket, a mop, a couple of mops, or three mops, I think, and start figuring out what room I should work in first, what room I need to do next. How do I get to the third one? What shit do I have to move? Vacuuming, floor carpet vacuuming, putting down some great smelling stuff, scented candles, or not scented candles, what am I talking about? I don't know. Incense sticks, and place them in certain rooms to where it smells good. And they have to run downstairs, upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, throwing away a lot of shit. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. And the worst, and the other worst part about it is too, is that was it yesterday? Yeah, yeah, yesterday after coming home from food shopping, didn't know we had a new dumpster until I found out Friday we have a new dumpster. And the worst part is, it's going to be hard for me to try to throw away garbage into this new dumpster since the dumpster's like up here to my freaking nose, and I literally have to stretch one arm out to hold the thing and use my batter to try to get up and over the damn thing just to throw garbage in. Yeah, after... Uh... I'm like, talking to the maintenance guy, I'm like, another thing, how in the hell is a person supposed to hold up one big-ass heavy trash can lid on a dumpster and with a messed-up arm throw shit into the damn dumpster when it things up to your fucking nose? He's like... Use a stick. That's his answer for I have no idea. Ruth's. Uh, I said, you know something? When you said use a stick, that was my landlord's phrase as well. Use a stick. I slapped my my landlord that was also my boss. Yeah. For saying use a stick. It was my own apartment. My own like, apartment the f- myself. I'm like, oh my god. So that's going to be fun tomorrow. Running up and down, up and down, up and down, and trying to hold the thing up with, without a stick and trying to go. Eh! 
throwing shit away. It's gonna be fun. Like, you did apologize to me. You're like, I'm so sorry I doubted that with what you've been telling me. I went, you're doing what Alex did at times. Ignore it. Yeah, because usually with him, it's like, it's a possibility. But with this, it might not be a possibility. So you're thinking on a negative side. No, I'm trying to actually... And a positive side. Positive side is, well, he's having an insurance investigation into a building to see if he could buy another building, which is positive. Negative is, well, he could be selling your building, but why would he want to do that with people already in it? Like I said, really Because sick. for something like that, you also have to have people that are going to purchase the building be there as well. That's usually the negative side. Mm. So it's like, eh. The insurance inspectors are real estate agents. They just don't say they are. That's one of their, that's one of their facades. Yeah, no. So, yeah. We'll see what happens. I did say it's not going to end up being right now. It's going to end up being just when we have enough. Not just for a place. In where my brother lives in Vermont. But 